This is the World Warrior Low Key. Hey, this is Rotor Animal. This is Christopher Daniels. Hi, gang. This is Mean Gene Okerlund from the WWE. Hey, yo. Say hello to the bad guy, Scott Hall. Big Daddy Cool Diesel slash Kevin Nash. Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle from TNA. Hi, this is Booker T, the five-time WCW champion. And you're listening to SNF Radio Network. Sandy innovation here. Let's go to our ring announcer. Welcome to the show that brings you all things nostalgia in the world of professional wrestling. It is now time to go Beyond the Bell. fans, Sean Beckerman back with you to serve as the ghost of Christmas wrestling past. For those of you who have seen or have heard of the movie Scrooge, or the tale of Scrooge, I myself like Scrooge McDuck, but that's a different story, a different duck tale for a different time. But tonight, I will serve as your conduit to take you back in time to relive the greatest and worst moments during the holiday season in sports entertainment history. Before the WWE took over the world, they took over the universe, so much so they created their own universe. Territorial pro wrestling dominated the United States, especially, and even across the entire globe, especially North America. Christmas was one of the biggest days of the year to run events, and these territories with script angles really to coincide with the big holiday. 
Portland and Texas specifically book they booked really some of the hottest and greatest wrestling angles of all time. Not just from the territorial days, but the modern day era, WCW, the NWA, of course, WWF and WWE. And these will all feature some of pro wrestling's most memorable Christmas moments. Let's start it all off with the Hot Rod as Rowdy Roddy Piper had a very rowdy Christmas during Portland Wrestling in 1979. Thank you very much. Best of occasions. Christmas is over. I hope you all got all kinds of nice Christmas presents because I did. I did. I got all kinds of nice things and and from somebody out there, somebody out there, maybe with a sense of humor, I'm not sure, but they sent me 23 of these. Check these out now. 23 of these. Shamu the killer whale could, could be too big for Shamu, but they're nice, they're plaid, and whoever did this for me, I would like to say thank you very much to the best Shire Caps I've ever had. But the best Christmas present I have had was here Thursday night. <laughs> Did you hear him say he got beat? Did you hear him say that? Let me tell you, you don't think he didn't get beat? You'd, I've heard since Thursday all Buddy Rawls has been able to do is sit around listening to long play records of bird calls, brother. Dude, Thursday night he went home. He was so ugly. The only way his girlfriend could beat him, couldn't stand to look at him, just took a slingshot and shot pieces of steak in the old ugly puss's mouth. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I'll bet you one more thing. I'll bet you, Buddy Rose, that you think twice before you burn something else of mine. You listen to me, Buddy Rose. You listen real good to me, Buddy Rose. I heard you up here talking about hair matches. I heard you up here talking about hair matches. You listen to me, Buddy Rose. You listen to me. You want to be a winner. You want to be a winner. I heard Buddy Rose saying he wants to be a winner. That's why he's humiliated, you see. This is the problem because he lost... Well, I understand he was a winner. I understand that there was a drag race downtown the other day, and Buddy Rose won. And you know what a drag race is. That's a race in which the winner gets a new dress. That you can win at, Buddy Rose. But let me tell you something. You want a hair match, Buddy Rose? I'll give you a hair match when Kermit the Frog becomes a Dallas cheerleader. Captain Lou Albano, creator of the spicy sauce, tosser of the pizza pies, and gourmet food lover, shows George the Animal Steel and Lord Alfred Hayes the old family recipe for Christmas cookies. I told you, unborn virgin goat skin or goat's hair. It's all made up for the captain. I'm ready to go, baby. Okay, well, let's see uh, what you're going to do. First of all, the main thing I want to instill on everybody out there, you've got to have sanitary conditions. In other words, if you've got a cigar or something like that, keep it down, keep it in the right spot. Excuse me, now, Mr. Albano. Now, what's sure. that? Do you have another, do you have an extra hat for uh, Alfred Hayes? No, I don't think I have a hat for the Lordship. I don't know if he'd appreciate it. He looks a little soft to me. But anyway, first of all, you need a, a couple ounces of water here, so I'm using ice cubes. They're a little diluted with some Christmas spirit. So you get a little bit out of there. Okay, now, there comes, there comes the animal. All right, all right, there's George. Anybody out there, George Steele loves Christmas cookies, all kind of colors, so if you want to bring him a Christmas cookie, feel free to do so. Now, you take sugar, 
approximately one and three quarter cups. You got what I mean? You can go by eye, I usually do by eye. It's approximately one and three quarter cups. Now, when you do that, don't mix your flour with the sugar because you get eclectic review and it will congelate. You gotta put it separate. Now watch, try to take, I'll be there, watch this, try to take about a, a cup and a half. Use about a cup and a half of this now, it's a little hard to open up. And make sure you keep these sanitary conditions now. Keep about a cup and a half of that. Now, in that, you take your butter, and I'd like to stress, it's going to be pure. You can use salted butter or unsalted. We don't care, but it's going to be pure, but not margarine now, all right? I'm not doing a commercial. Butter. Put that in the flour. All right. One. Let's get this together. Two bars of butter. All right. You got that in there now. Now, you got your sugar separate. Now, the final thing is eggs. When you get your egg, make sure that you don't mix the white and the other together. Try to get them together, put them in like that. Get your egg in there. Get a couple of eggs, put it in here, and you can also mix two with the sugar. Okay, get a couple more eggs in there, and we do it right. Now we put all that together. We're going to mix this up. Cookies! Wait a minute, George, we're not ready yet for the cookies. And we're going to make it, we want them green, Christmas spirit, just a minute, for Christmas spirit. You see that, George, the green colors, you know what they are? These are different. You put them in, take the top off here. All right, here you go. Put them all in the Christmas thing. Now you got it all together. Now above that, you've got to mix approximately two and three quarter cups of water. If you see what I mean. You mix this all up. Here you go. Get it all mixed and make sure it's not lumpy. You see what I mean? You still got lumps in there. Keep mixing. You can use another egg if you want to. You get another egg or two. Just take another egg and put it on. time. We're running out of time, Luke. Okay, here you go. You take that and... One of my most memorable moments of the, the Christmas time or the Christmas spirit in professional wrestling was during an edition of Prime Time Wrestling. It was Prime Time Wrestling Christmas, which was hosted by Bobby the Brain Heenan and Gorilla Monsoon. The banter between the two was certainly classic during any edition, but the special Christmas show made a mark and made a deep impression in my mind as one of the most entertaining as the wit of Bobby the Brain was going head-to-head with the condescending gorilla during a very special holiday edition of Primetime Wrestling. Welcome to the Christmas edition of Primetime Wrestling here Gotta on the USA here Network. Someplace. Merry Christmas. I'm Gorilla Monsoon along with... Box of this stuff. Hey. Here. Hello, Brain. What? What are you doing? I'm trying to get ready for Christmas. Well, the tree was supposed to be trimmed a long time ago. It just got here. <sighs> Welcome. Do you have a clue what you're doing? Will you get up and sit down? Well... The program has already started. No one told me that. You saw all the stars we got on this week? I don't have stars. I don't even have any balls or ribbons or bells. Everything is there. Why didn't you get here early and put it up? Because I was... You're um, so unorganized. I, I was delivering gifts for the underprivileged. Who? Brother Love? And a million-dollar man? You consider them underprivileged? Little children. Oh. My heart goes out to you. 
And Trixie. Don't, don't try to string any Trixie, lights, Trixie, their nanny. We're in enough trouble as it is here. Um, I thought last week was the end of you, but you're, you're still here. In addition to the uh, names of the superstars already mentioned here on Primetime, Jake the Snake is going to be with us on our Christmas program. Where should I stick this? Uh, I'd like to tell you where to stick that. The Undertaker, as well, is going to be here on Primetime and Power and Glory. I can't trim that tree. It's too big. Why don't you just forget about it? Okay, we'll go to our first match, and maybe you can decide what to do. Animal and a Hawk giving and getting a rush here on this special edition, this Christmas edition of Primetime Wrestling here on the USA Network. And what are you doing now? I'm trying to Why get ready for Christmas. Why don't you just sit down? I can't. There's a tree in my chair. You want something else? We've got a lot of people around here who can do that. Pray. You don't have to do that. Look at the crew we got standing by here, ready to jump in and help you. Now get that paper bag away from that one guy. <laughs> oh, please. It's going to be a Merry Christmas, I can tell, Brain. Yeah. You, did you I'm notice, having a great time. Did you notice your sock? Your stock? sock. About the room for one piece of uh, I got my socks charcoal in there. No, the one behind you. Isn't that nice? Maybe I got a lumberjack here handy. It's going to be a very long... Look at this. Look at this. This guy Christmas gets a sock, program a reindeer, balls, bells. Right Christmas now, we're going to take a look at where the World Wrestling Federation is going to There are so many great Christmas pro wrestling moments through the annals of time. In world-class championship wrestling, Michael Hayes dressed as Santa Claus after losing a Loser Leaves Town match and in return, sneak attacked Kerry Von Erich. In Florida Championship Wrestling, Dusty Rhodes was banished from Florida after losing a Loser Leaves Town match to Kevin Sullivan on Christmas night in 1982. Jake the Snake Roberts dressed up as Santa Claus and interfered on Sullivan's behalf, giving him the win. Did you know the first time Jimmy Superfly Snooka ever did his splash off a steel cage was in a Christmas match in the late 70s against Buddy Rose in Portland, Oregon. Austin Idol won his first of many AWA Southern titles, beating Jerry the King Lawler in Memphis on Christmas night in 1979. Also in 79, Mr. Wrestling 2 beats Mr. Wrestling in a mask versus mask match where Mr. Wrestling turns out to be an imposter. Then on Christmas night in 1985, the Cosmic Cowboys surprised Gino Hernandez and Chris Adams when the Cowboys turned out to be Kevin and Kerry Von Erich under masks. Chris, now you probably think you already got your Christmas gift because uh, we give you a lifetime membership off of Raw. Oh no, but it gets even better. We wanted to get you something to remind you of your former partner. It's the new Tickle Me Big Show. <laughs> it's the hottest thing this year. Biggest toy of Christmas. Now, Chris, I know what you're thinking because I can see the look on your 
pursed up little face. You're thinking, I'm a grumpy old troll. But uh, that's not funny, Triple H. And you're right. In and of itself, it's not funny, Chris. But what is funny is when you push his tummy. I, for one, find nothing more sophisticated than flatulation humor. Yes, it's, uh, it's completely reality-based all the time. Now, for you hard kids, we got something That's special. That's the Hart Dynasty. Honestly, nobody cares. Look at That's... That's not true, I care. And that's why I'm the one, really, that got you the gift. It is an all-expense... One-way ticket, round trip. Hey, that doesn't even make sense. Shut up, I'm talking! A one-way, all-expense, paid trip, which is one way back, one way back to the great white north, Canada, where you can enjoy a beautiful train ride and go back to freezing cold temperatures, Canadian bacon, bears... Hockey, more bears, freezing cold temperatures. Did I mention hockey? You did. You see, uh, this is what DX does sophomore jokes, immature behavior, pandering to all these hypocrites, never taking anything seriously. Arguably, one of the most profitable angles of all time took place on Christmas night in 1982 in World Class Championship Wrestling when Michael Hayes slammed the steel cage door on the head of Kerry Von Erich, costing him the NWA world title in a match with Nature Boy Ric Flair. This was the pivotal moment to initiate to start one of the biggest feuds in territorial, not just territorial, but the entire professional wrestling industry in its history between LaVon Eriks and the fabulous Freebirds. I could spend a minute here. I'd like to talk to the kids out there on Christmas. Please be my guest. Could you get in real close, kids, and, and gather around the old television set? Now, I know you're looking around the house right now, and you're probably still all excited about what happened this morning and playing with your games and your toys and your dolls and your trucks. But one thing you got to remember, you don't really think some slob in a red suit came down your what chimney you this morning hey. and gave you gifts, do you? Cut that out. Bobby. Check mom and dad. They're the ones with the cash and the guinness. Hey, Bob, Bob, that's what please. you should think about Bobby, it, Christmas. That's enough. Bobby, Bobby. Oh. <laughs> Bobby, let's keep the Christmas spirit. I'll tell you the truth. I, I got kids, and Christmas is the most wonderful time of year, and let's kind of keep the Christmas well, that's spirit. That's their fault. Keep your mouth <laughs> shut. What'd you say? Oh, and another thing, kids. Santa can't drink milk. It'd get all over his phony beard. <laughs> Bobby, I think it's going a little too far. Knock it off this right now. This is a prime time show. Tis the season to be swerved. Boing. Bob, 
Bob, I There's thought we were gonna... no Santa! Bob, I think Santa's it's going... Santa's a sham! Knock it off, I said. The That's guy enough. you sit on his lap at the discount store? Hey. Just out of detox. <laughs> hey, you jerk. I think it's about enough. I think it's about enough. We've got a lot of little kids watching the show. There is a Sandy Claus. He left gifts for me this morning. He left gifts for a whole bunch of you little kids out there. Bobby, let's just stop this stuff right now and get on to the next match. I think it's probably the Maybe wisest. Maybe you believe in Santa. But nobody would come in your neighborhood after midnight with gifts, Piper. Because you're a bum like the rest of them. Mister, I'm telling you something. He's just a nasty, rotten individual that he always thing you could do. Take the camera off him, please. Is back Take the off camera now. off him, please. Yes, we're going we're to be back in just a moment with the Bolsheviks, so don't you no, go away. Will oh. you stop? Attention to me right now. This guy's just a big buffoon. Don't listen to him. Don't let him spoil your Christmas, because there's the gifts you gave me. You cheap there was nothing in them anyway. Yeah, wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> hey, when's the last time you saw a reindeer fly? Will you stop? They may draw flies, but they don't fly. And you tell me a guy that would work all year building toys and hang around some fat old lady at the North Pole what like Aunt B and then getting a sleigh, a sleigh and fly to your house. Wait a second, what is wrong with you? What the hell is wrong with you? What are you talking about? Hey, you want to believe in something? Believe in the Heenan family. Oh, you're sick. That's what the Christmas spirit is all about. Too far. You're going too far, and I ain't going to put up with it, Bobby. The guy's been on the lamb. He's got a bunch of aliases. Chris Kringle, St. Nick. Santa Claus. Sounds like the guy's one in three states. <laughs> Boy, you are a There guy. is no Santa. The you Heenan family's what Christmas is all about. Guy's got all year. You, any this kind of suit? you any idea what you're doing? You any idea what you're doing with them little kids out there? There is a Santa Claus. Why don't you just leave it at that? Don't get too bent out of shape, Rod. Just relax. I'll take care of this piece of garbage here. Fake beard. Right next now we're going to go to our next matchup here Snap on Prime Time Wrestling. The Bolsheviks will be coming up. Look at his dirty hands. Please, go to the table. Guy's an inmate. To talk like you're talking right now, and you'll be history on this program, I can guarantee you that. For telling the truth, monsoon. Why do you want to spoil Christmas for all those youngsters out there, or attempt to? You give mean me, to tell me, me you break. put your jammies on last night with the feeties in them and the button on bottom, put the milk and cookies there, then went upstairs, put your thumb in your yap, and hope some fat guy would come with a reindeer I and bring you bananas? I guarantee you there are millions of kids all over the world that did exactly that for your information. Big deal. Not my fault. I don't hear a loud mouth anymore. He's not Still over there. Where is he? Who cares? What can he do? He's not going to scare me anymore. If he lays a hand on me, he's gone. He may not have to lay a hand on you. You keep this up, I'll knock you out myself. I've got glasses on. Yeah? Would you beat up Santa? Yeah. I'd beat up someone like you, who's trying to spoil Christmas for all the youngsters out there. I will bring there. you something next Christmas. Please. There is no Santa, kiddies. It's a sham. What? Yeah, will you? Exactly. Uh, it's your malfunction. Hey, hey, hey. Huh? Get it. your hands off Take me, it man. easy now. I'll take care You're of the situation if you touch right me, here. Santa. You're like St. Nick. I ain't Santa Claus. There is a Santa Claus. We've got a whole bunch of kids out there watching us, and there are millions are watching us, and you're trying to root something on a Christmas day that's been a tradition long before anybody ever heard of you. What exactly is your problem? Not enough attention? Okay. That you didn't get no gifts? I'll straighten things out then. Dummy, then you do that. You're leaving, I hope. Fake hat, fake glasses, fake beard, fake hair. 
You see, Santa's just an average guy like me. He's a guy walking the streets. You kids have been swerved by your folks. Take it out on them. Oh, God! Hold it! Hold it! It was the night before Christmas and all through the house. Not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. <laughs> the stockings were hung by the chimney with care in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. The children were all nestled, all snug in their bed with visions of sugar plums dancing in their heads. And Mama and her kerchief and I and my cap had just settled our brains down for a long winter's nap. When out on the lawn there arose such a clatter, I sprang from my bed to see what was the matter. And away to the window I flew like a flash. I threw open the shutters and threw up the sash. The moon on the breast of the new fallen snow gave a luster of midday to objects below. <laughs> when what did my wonder and eyes should appear? But a miniature sleigh and eight tiny little reindeer. Whoa. And with a little old driver so lively and quick, I knew in a moment it must be St. Nick. And more rapid than eagles, his courses they came. And he whistled, hey, you, and shouted him by name. Now, Dasher, now, Dancer, now, Prancer and Vixen. On Comet, on Cubit, on Donner and Blitzen. To the top of the porch, to the top of the wall. Now dash away, dash away, dash away all. As dry leaves that before the wild hurricane fly, when they meet with an obstacle, mount to the sky. Ooh. So up to the housetop, the courses they flew, with a sleigh full of toys and St. Nicholas too. And then in a twinkling, I heard on the roof the prancing and pawing of each little hoof. <laughs> I just drew in my head and was turning around. Down the chimney, St. Nicholas came with a bound, boing. <laughs> he was trimmed up with fur from his head to his foot, and his clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soot. A bundle of toys he flung on his back. Ooh. And he looked like a peddler just opening his sack. His eyes, how they twinkled. <laughs> his dimples, how merry. His cheeks were like roses, his nose like a cherry. His droll little mouth was all tight like a bow. And the beard on his chinny chin chin was just as white as snow. The stump of a pipe he held tight in his teeth. And the smoke encircled his head like a wreath. He had a broad, fat face and a round little belly that shook, ho, 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 when he laughed like a bowl full of jelly. He was chubby and plump, a right jolly old elf, and I laughed when I saw him in spite of myself. <laughs> a wink of his eye and a twist of his head soon gave me to know I had nothing to dread. He spoke not a word, but went straight to his work. And he filled all the stockings, then turned with a jerk. And laying a finger 
the side of his nose. And giving a nod, up the chimney, boom, he rose. He sprang to his sleigh, to his team gave a whistle, hey! And away they all flew like a dawn on a whistle. But I heard him explain as he drove out of sight. Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good night. Ho, 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 ho. I just love this book. Now let's talk about more of the modern day Christmas moments. As we focus in on the WWF slash WWE, there were some great and not so great moments during Christmas time for the now dominant force in professional wrestling. There's no off season. Of course, as we know in the WWE and sports entertainment, and there are very few days off for the organization. So even when Christmas time rolls around, the WWE and its superstars are hard at work. Because of that, the WWE has provided many, many memorable Christmas moments over the years. Most notably, or during the modern day era, most people can associate Christmas and the WWE with the annual Tribute to the Troops show that was started almost 10 years ago to give goodwill, you can say, to the troops overseas. Raw and SmackDown and Tribute to the Troops all usually have Christmas-themed shows around the holidays, so there have been plenty of opportunities for the WWE to make some Christmas memories, over the past 15 years especially. the rock and I call this the hard place and you don't want to get caught in between <laughs> no 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 games no games yeah. <laughs> alright man what you got uh, you go first no no it's your house you go first these are your boys man these are peeps go ahead um, I'm, I'm drawing a blank here your boy's choking <laughs> This is John Cena, man. You can't see me. I step up and represent for 142D. Forget it, yo. Look who we got at the picnic table. We got bombshells like Tori Wilson, Dawn Marie, and Sable. Yo, I freaking break your jaw, make you tap out like the crippler Chris Benoit. I'm all over the streets like your favorite sneaker. Ever notice how Shelton Benjamin looks just like Shaniqua? That's right, I'm hitting like a freight train. Break your freaking leg like the house of pain. Yeah, you can't see how I flow. Got a horn on my head like my man Rhino. Yeah, bro, you can't see me. Step to me, I'll leave you assed out like Rikishi. Step to me, boy, because we don't play. I drink beer and kick ass like the APA. Yeah, that's right. I'm all straight swell. You got no chance in hell, just like Vince McMahon. Step to John Cena, I'm a man with the plan. I'm quick on the mic, just like a machine gunner. Here's a finger, Merry Christmas, with a boot and a stunner. WWE, you can get the hell out of here. 
Because this is army, boy, and you know we ain't scared. So you keep on coming and bringing that crap. I'm going to kick you in a boot and give you a wave one strap. <laughs> I'm saving him. I'm saving him. I'm saving him. It's good. It's good. Nothing but love. Nothing but love. Give it up. Nothing but love. Guys, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you very much. Have a safe, happy holiday season. We're out like bell-bottom jeans. Calls like I'm a fat girl. Chico. Oh. During Christmas time, we could see miracles happen, so to speak. And when you generally speak about anything involving hornswoggle, you think it's going to be not the most captivating television. However, there are certain circumstances in which he can be tolerable. Considering I have a two-year-old at home, I look at Hornswoggle in a little different light. More of a child's character for entertainment for the toddler, so to speak, rather than to fill those hardcore marks, so to speak, adult fans. You could say Christmas segments can fall under that category as well. The WWE held a very special Christmas episode of SmackDown that actually aired several weeks before Christmas. The timing was a bit odd, but there were certainly some entertaining moments. One of the most memorable was when Hornswoggle won a battle royal that earned him one wish to be granted by Santa Claus. Yes, you win a battle royal and you win a wish to be granted by Santa Claus. Not a genie, but Santa. Mick Foley, of course, was dressed as Santa, so Hornswoggle sat on jolly old St. Nick's knee and tried to tell him what he wanted to be able to express himself. And as we know, Hornswoggle didn't really talk at that point in time, so he asked for the gift of voice. Foley Claus granted Hornswoggle's wish, and he basically has not shut up ever since, especially on the JBL and Cole show. So, you could say we saw a memorable moment as Hornswoggle, instead of still following that, you could say, blabbering, nonsensical speaking leprechaun character, finally had a voice of his own. Thanks to Foley Claws. So what should we get Alberto for Christmas? Senitas, uh, how about we go to dinner after this and uh, maybe we can talk about it then. We can, um, can you through. go get us some more eggnog? Yeah. Hi. Anyway. No, no, no. I know I'm worried about seeing myself because you know why? The crowd's getting to him and he's not willing to admit it. Let me tell you something. You got a good point there, but you know, this guy's been champion 10 times. Yeah, 10 times. I don't care. Oh, 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 oh. Don't you Santa worry about it. Santa John. Santa you got your list. You got my list. You got to live. You got to live. Just one. Happy holidays. Hey, we dropped my wish. Hello, little fella. What wish might Santa grant for you? You enjoy the healthful benefits of celery, and you want Santa to get you a stop. You admire the teachings of scientist Jonas Salk, a career retrospective of actor Peter Falk. What's the crack, Santa? Well, I believe the young fellow wants to learn how to use chalk. Actually, uh, no, he doesn't. The little fellow just wants to express himself. He wants the ability to talk. Uh-huh. You want the ability to talk? Uh-huh. Well, uh-huh. young man, you've had that all along. Uh-huh. It's very simple. You just tap your heels together three uh-huh. times and... Uh-huh. Oh, you're right. That's a movie. Yeah. 
What you need is the magic of a holiday Santa hug. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you, Santa. Oh, I'm oh, talking. Oh, oh, Thank oh, you. Twins, twins, tree. <laughs> I'm talking. Yes. Menorah, grandma. Excuse me. Excuse me. my most memorable moments and it was a little creepy in a sense was when I was watching an episode of WWF Superstars the time period from 93 through 95 in the WWF is often referred to as the new generation the WWE was transitioning from the golden era that featured stars such as Hulk Hogan the Ultimate Warrior Randy Macho Man Savage to the Attitude Era in 1997 which made guys like Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock, D-Generation X, Triple H, X-Pac, The New Age Outlaws, all were top draws for the organization, but no one no one above Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock during that time. Those couple of years in between were known for some off-the-wall gimmicks and lame storylines at the same time, one of which that I witnessed on television was a new superstar by the name of Santa Claus. Yes, spelled X-A-N-T-A-K-L-A-U-S. Santa Claus. At In Your House 5 Seasons Beatings, the million-dollar man Ted DiBiase paid off Santa Claus, who proceeded to attack Savio Vega. It was later revealed that the imposter Santa was Santa Claus's evil brother, Santa Claus. Santa hailed from the South Pole, not the North, and stole presents rather than giving them. He had this creepy Christmas music. In actuality, Santa Claus was played by the man who would go on to great success in ECW as Balls Mahoney. The chair-swinging freak's first major exposure in wrestling was under a gimmick that was only utilized on a couple of occasions in the WWF. After a small handful of matches against jobbers, good old Xanta was never seen again in the WWF. It was an awful idea. The Million Dollar Man paid off Santa Claus. Instead of having you know, the white and red look to him, he had black and red, because of course that's evil Xanta. And instead of having the all white hair and white beard, he had the black hair and black beard, of course, because he's evil. I remember speaking to Savio about this specifically before one of our independent shows that I announced him for, and he remarked, he laughed when I asked him about it, and he said it was an interesting time, and he certainly was collecting his paycheck at that point, as you couldn't really fight the powers that be a part of the organization, but he knew this was only a gimmick that was going to last maybe a week, a couple of weeks, if that, and so it did, and Zanta became Balls. A Christmas moment in wrestling history. 
happy holidays indeed. However, here comes, ladies and gentlemen, the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase. And here comes, take a look if you want. The South Pole. Santa Claus. Can you believe this? Santa Claus. Does everyone really have a price for the million dollar man? I say yes, they do. I can assure you that was not the real Santa Claus who sold out the Ted DiBiase. He's not even from the North Pole. Take a look at this man. What do you know, Jim Ross, about Santa Claus except that? Obviously, he's a greedy individual and, of course, has a price for Ted DiBiase. Well, I'll tell you something. Uh, this guy is about 330 pounds, as we heard, and apparently is a very uh, unethical individual. Got that right. We spoke to Ted DiBiase a little bit earlier on, ladies and gentlemen, about Santa Claus and also about uh, something else he has in store for us. Is it like my Santa Claus? <laughs> Just a small gift from the Million Dollar Corporation to you nickel and dimers out there. But the big surprise is coming. Yes, I've been searching high and low for my Million Dollar Champion. A man who best exemplifies what a Million Dollar Champion should be. Who can live up to the high standards of the Million Dollar Man. And when I find him... <laughs> Well, he has an awful lot to laugh about these days. Uh, Ted DiBiase, ladies and gentlemen. And, uh, wow, who would be worthy of being the million-dollar champion? You'd probably have to be perfect, wouldn't you suspect? You mean to tell me that... No, no, no. Uh, you're, you're not trying to tell us something. Oh, my! Not at all. All right, Scott Taylor having his problems with uh, Santa Claus. What do you make, Jim Ross, of, of Santa Claus? Well, he's obviously someone that... Uh doesn't like children, someone that likes to make people very unhappy. He's probably the kind of guy that would take gifts away as opposed to giving them. Certainly has uh, put a damper on, let's say, Savio Vega's uh, uh, Christmas plans, one would think. Yes. Ted DiBiase, ladies and gentlemen, with Santa Claus. I mean, it, when you think about what Ted DiBiase, oh, my, look at that. Wow. I'm impressed with the guy's rustling skill. And uh, Taylor having a big problem with, with Santa Claus. You think about what Ted DiBiase is doing here. I mean, the very, the desecration, if you would, of Santa Claus is Santa Claus, the man in the ring right there, the man who is just victorious, and Ted DiBiase finds humor in all this. DiBiase, the ultimate Scrooge. <laughs> We saw some goofy segments, of course, uh, one of which was when Santino tried to reveal the secret of Santa Claus back in 2008. This is when he was really, uh, Santino was really a highly entertaining comedic heel, not the corny goofball babyface he is to this day. This is what really got him to his popularity. He would search all around the arena, all around the building, backstage, trying to find the secret to reveal the secret of Santa. Goldust appeared on screen and lobbied for <laughs> for Cena to choose him to, uh, of course, be tag team partners with uh, in a matchup. Instead, Cena would choose Trish Stratus, and Tino did a great job as a comedic heel as he was trying to find the secret of Santa. Who could forget in 2001 the WWE, or should we say the WWF, WCW ECW Invasion? During this time, uh, really, it started to kick off after WrestleMania 17 and initiated through the latter portion of 2001 leading into the holiday season. 
And one of the most memorable moments during this time was when Mr. McMahon and Stone Cold Steve Austin had dueling Christmas parties. Both were original in their own right. Of course, Jingle Bells followed by Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. As they all sang, as Austin, of course, led the way with his beautiful pipes. Vince McMahon, of course, had Mae Young and Moolah dancing. Of course, Jerry Briscoe and Pat Patterson weren't too far behind. There have been a, there have been tons of holiday parties in the w, in the WWE and in wrestling over the years, but the double party in 2001 was certainly the most enjoyable to watch. Here's what I got, Santa. Ty Jerry Claus. Here's the thing. You okay? What? Let me get settled in here. Someone got a carrot they can take our picture. <laughs> Here's the thing I want, Ty Jerry. Got Ty Jerry Claus. What? I'll take... <coughs> Let me warm up a little bit. I'll take a case of beer. What? A fifth of Crown Roll. What? Another shot at Booker T. What? Some more beer. What? A shot at the Undisputed Championship. What? A brand new pickup truck. What? More beer. What? A deer rifle. What? And another middle finger. What? So I can flip everybody off. <laughs> if we're gonna drink some beer tonight, give me a hell yeah! In 2009, Triple H reunited with Shawn Michaels as a tag team to reform D-Generation X. As a result, they provided some entertaining moments. DX was much more kid-friendly by this point than it was previously, but HBK and Triple H still utilized their signature crotch chop and mixed in some crude humor from time to time. Anything, really anything that was risque or would involve some sexual content, would lead to the removal of Shawn Michaels from the television screen. Regardless, the two have always worked and meshed so well together. Part of their shtick back in 09 was to, you could say, very selfishly and very blatantly flaunt or try to pawn their merchandise on to the WWE Universe. They were shilling out anything they could. Of course, trying to take care of their children. I don't think Triple H has to worry about that. Neither does really HBK, but it led to some entertaining television as DX was celebrating or trying to push a DX Christmas on the universe. Hello, we're D-Generation X. Over the last several weeks, we here at DX have been coming to you and giving you a number of holiday gift-giving ideas. And we want you to know that there are still some great items available on WWEshop.com. Like your D-Generation X basketball jersey. That's right, Sean. There's also the D-Generation X hooded sweatshirt. And let's not forget, SmackDown vs. Raw video game 2009, which features... D-Generation X on the cover. And there is also the Elimination Chamber playset. Mm. Oh, I'm sorry, Sean. It's, uh, sorry. Anyway, let's face it, folks. When all the craziness stops, when all the gift-giving is done, 
You're gonna have to spend time with your family. Let's face it. I don't just want to do that. Especially your in-laws. So we've got a tip. We've got a solution for you. Find your stuff, a nice quiet room, get in front of a TV, and enjoy a three-disc set of the history of the Intercontinental Championship. And of course, you can enjoy my three title reigns as champion. Or you could enjoy my five title reigns as champion. Three, five, he's coming. And if that's not enough for you, get the complete anthology of SummerSlam from 1998 to 2002. They can enjoy it all. It's 88 to 2007. 88, 98. It's all there. You want to know what I remember most about SummerSlam? 2002. Where after four years of doing nothing except experiencing crippling back surgery, <laughs> I beat you. You know what I remember about that? You still had hair then. As we mentioned at the top of our program, ever since 2003, the WWE has put on a show for the United States troops known as Tribute to the Troops during the holiday season. It all started nearly a decade ago in Baghdad, in Iraq, and certainly it kicked off with a bang. There have been plenty of great Tribute to the Troops moments over the years, but Vince McMahon and Stone Cold Steve Austin made the first one unforgettable. Vince was cutting a promo during which Santa Claus came to the ring. Rather than make nice with Santa, however, McMahon decided to attack him. Vince then went on a hilarious rant about how he would kick the behind of anyone who disrespects him, including Santa. McMahon would soon regret his actions, though. Santa began to remove his costume and revealed himself to be Vince's longtime rival, the Texas Rattlesnake, Stone Cold Steve Austin. The crowd went absolutely nuts, and Austin proceeded to hit McMahon with yet another Stone Cold Stunner. After that, Austin enjoyed a nice beer bash at Mr. McMahon's expense. There was no better way to kick off what has become a holiday tradition for the WWE. While it may not have been Austin's greatest Santa-related moment, we'll discuss that in a bit, it proved why McMahon and Austin will always be considered the biggest rivals in professional wrestling history. On behalf of freedom-loving people all over the world, 
We have come here on this very special day in Iraq to simply say thank you. Thank you for allowing us the privilege to perform before you. Thank you for serving in the armed forces. Thank you for providing the sacrifices that it takes for that service. We thank you for protecting our great nation. We thank you for defending her freedoms. And most importantly, we thank you for having the courage to fight for what you believe in. We thank you for kicking ass, taking names, and capturing Saddam. This special holiday season is the embodiment of the spirit of celebration. And even though you men and women here in Iraq cannot be back at home with your loved ones and your family, We've decided here in the WWE to bring a little slice of Americana to you here today. That slice of Americana is known as the WWE, so I say let the celebration begin! Uh, there is one more thing. What the hell? Look at this, Cole! All Saint Nick and Baghdad! Santa's everywhere! Why, <laughs> uh, it's Santa Claus! What do you think he's got in the bags? Oh, a little gut on him. Oh, <laughs> obviously he hasn't been in basic training. <laughs> Looks like Santa's a little bit out of shape this year. Somebody help Santa get in the ring, will you? Hold the ropes for him. Easy there. Okay, look at the size of the belly on Santa. Ooh, that's a whopper. Yeah, okay. I'm sure the reason Santa Claus is here is because you came out to give Mr. McMahon his Christmas present, right? That means that what's in those bags must be a Christmas present for somebody else. The troops, right? Well then go ahead, give them out, but save one for me. Go ahead, Santa. How great is this? Well, what's in the bags? I don't know, we're gonna find out. Well, I want one, whatever it is. Christmas presents for the troops. What did Mr. McMahon call this? Uh, a slice of Americana being brought to Baghdad. Whoa, 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 hey Santa, hey Santa, I'm talking to you. I think Santa was... I can hear you forgot one thing. I think Santa was leaving. You forgot the most important thing. Coming up here, I got a bone to pick with you anyhow. Right. You, 
You don't have a present for Mr. McMahon. That's not good. And you know, Santa, I want an explanation from you. I mean, when I was a little kid, you passed over my house every year. You never stopped at my house, and I really wasn't that bad a kid. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I would suggest then you turn your big fat ass around and get out of my ring. There's no way to talk to Santa. That man just dissing St. Nick. Santa's hand, you don't bring me a gift, I don't shake your hand. what happens when you disrespect Mr. McMahon, all right? Uh-oh. I'll kick Santa Claus's ass. Oh. I'll kick your ass. Oh, it doesn't matter whose ass I'm going to kick. I'll tell you that right now. Is that? Therefore, is Santa Claus, as far as I'm singing Christmas carols, I got a horse. You heard me, I, I got a horse. I can't sing that good anyway. So I'll, I'll probably guess that you don't want to hear old Stone Cold singing songs. So I thought I'd come out here and try to sing a little song. But then after I drank a few beers, I figured I'd hold off on the Christmas carols, go right to the back, and drink some more damn beer. If you're cool with Stone Cold going to the back drinking some more beer, give me a hell yeah. Hell yeah. I didn't hear you, I said hell yeah. hell yeah. One more damn time, hell yeah. All right, now we got all the what's out of the way. I just want to say on behalf of myself, Stone Cold Steve Austin and World Wrestling Entertainment, it's been our pleasure and our privilege to come out here and hang out with you guys, see exactly what you do. And I know Vince McMahon, along with the WWE, and especially Stone Cold Steve Austin, has always supported the United States Armed Forces. 
We appreciate the sacrifices you make. Allow us to do what we do. And we are behind you 120%. Let me go off record here and uh, let me see a display of metal fingers. Now Saddam Hussein can take that and shove it straight up his ass. And that's the bottom line, cause Stone Cold Tiptoe. Now that is a Stone Cold salute. No doubt, no doubt. Well put, well put by the rattlesnake. What else is going to happen on Christmas from Baghdad? Last year, we saw the emergence of Team Hell No. Now both partners have separated and have gone in very different directions, so to speak. But at the time, they were inseparable. First, enemies and rivals came together to form best friends. The holiday season was upon us last year, and Kane and Daniel Bryan discussed their Christmas plans backstage on an edition of SmackDown. Look, it's simple. Just stay out of my way. What are you talking about? May I remind you that long before you started teaming with me, I beat the big show for the world title in 45 seconds. And you think that's going to happen again? Yes! No! May I remind you that years ago, Big Show and I were tag team champions. And even back then, he was a whiny, oversized baby. You know, come to think of it, you and Big Show have so much in common. Why don't you team with him and you two can call yourselves Team No Show? Is this because I didn't invite you to my house for Thanksgiving? Maybe. You wouldn't have liked it. Vegan turkey. Oof. Vegan turkey? What's the point? How about this? If we win our match tonight, you can come to my place for Christmas. Can I beat up Santa Claus? Deal. Like we mentioned, when it's Christmas time, typically we see corny humor, of course. Cornball, holiday humor, so to speak. And when we look back at the greatest Christmas moments in history, let alone WWE history, we have to look at one individual for comedy, hilarity, just straight out funny content. Who do you think about? The people's champion, The Rock. He is unquestionably one of the most charismatic individuals to ever step foot inside the squared circle. That charisma was often on display when Rocky would create and sing his own songs for the WWE Universe. 
Most of them were based on real songs, of course, but he would put his own spin on it. That was the case during an episode of SmackDown on a night when The Rock was scheduled to wrestle Test. Rather than sing, singing the 12 Days of Christmas, The Rock sang about 12 things that Test would see on that night. Among them were sharpshooters, spinebusters, rock bottoms, people's elbows, and plenty of eyebrow raising. It was a very simple segment, but The Rock had the crowd eating out of the palm of his hand and chanting his name as they so often have over the years. The Rock was and still is the ultimate showman and his 12 Days of Christmas spinoff was a perfect example of just that. In fact, that was one moment that really foreshadowed how big he would become in show business. Being able to cut a great promo is one thing, but whipping the crowd into a frenzy with a song is something special. It was not the first time that The Rock did something like that, and it was not the last either, but it was definitely the Brahma Bull's finest Christmas moment. So let's take you back as The Rock presents us the 12 gifts, or should we sell the 12 days and gifts of Christmas, electrifying style. Tess, there's a song, and it's called The Twelve Days of Christmas. Oh, one of my favorites. And you see, Tess, The Rock wants to sing you 12 things that you can look forward to tonight. What? Rock's going to sing here on SmackDown? Oh, boy. And The Rock will go slow at first for you, Tess, just so you can understand. It goes like this. On a night, Tess face the great one. This is what he'll see. Wow. <laughs> Twelve sharpshooters stinging, eleven eyebrows raising, ten spines are busting, nine noggins knocking, eight kicks are kicking, seven punches punching, six suplex smashing, five seconds of the people chanting the rock's name. <laughs> Four rock bottoms, three people's elbows on your two buck teeth, and an ass kicking all over New Orleans. The last clip I want to play for you fans was arguably one of the greatest Christmas moments of all time because I think this segment can fit for both young and old. It pleased the hardcore fanatics, yet can also entertain the youngsters without really scaring them. Or breaking, you could say, Christmas kayfabe. This was when, in 1997, on a pre-Christmas episode of Raw, in which Stone Cold Steve Austin stunned Santa Claus. You heard me right. Austin's list of victims is a mile long, and now even included St. Nick himself. When Austin was reaching his peak of popularity in 97, he interrupted Santa Claus while he was cutting a promo. What ensued can only be described as, of course, Michael Cole would state, Vintage Stone Cold. The imposter Santa believed that Sable would be coming out to sit on his lap, but it was a child instead. 
the child accused of a, really accused him of not being the real Santa. So he kicked him out of the ring. This prompted Austin to enter the ring and interrogate Chris Kringle. Among other things, Austin asked him if he was the real Santa or just a fat piece of trash. I can't do it justice. But let's flash forward or fast forward to where it led to Austin stopping a mistletoe mistletoe mud hole. (laughs) Let me get that right. A mistletoe mud hole in Santa Claus and walking it holiday dry. And then hit Santa, of course, with a holiday stunner for his troubles. Everything Austin did in the Attitude Era was great. It was was off the charts. Unbelievable. But giving Santa stunner was just perfect. It pleased the kids as they got rid of the evil Santa to prove there is a good Santa out there. And what wrestling mark wouldn't love Austin beating up Santa Claus? Come on. Austin made it work. And that's the bottom line because Stone Cold Santa said so. Oh, this. Yeah, this Merry can't Christmas, miss. Mr. Stone. Ho, 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 ho. Oh, hell yeah. You come out here expecting Sable, the kid comes out here. You kick the kid out of the ring. You shouldn't have done it. You know what I'm saying? I expected Sable, Mr. Austin. I don't give a damn who you expected, son. You don't kick the kid out of the ring. He said you wasn't the real Santa. I am the real Santa. So you're the real Santa. Yes, I'm the real Santa. Are you the real Santa or are you just a fat piece of trash? I'm going to run around. Oh, I did it. If you're the real Santa, hell, a few years ago, when Stone Cold was about six years old and he'd been a good little SOB all year, That's true. When I was six years old, if you're the real Santa, what the hell did I ask for? Well, Santa's got to think about that for a minute, Mr. Austin. Speak um, up, son. I can't hear you. Santa has to think about that, Mr. Austin. It's been a long time ago. But let me think. I know I've got it. It's in my mind. Um, There's a lot of cocktails. I think it was a Bobby doll. And Tiddlywinks. Yes, that's what it was, Mr. Austin. That's what you like. You wanted the Bobby doll and Tiddlywinks. There wasn't no Barbie doll, and I can tell you what to do with every little one of you little Tiddlywinks. That wasn't very nice, Mr. Austin. Let me take a little survey here. Shut up. Let me take a little survey here, son. You're damn sure fat enough to be Santa. You got your little rosy cheeks. I really don't know what to think. Stand up, son. Let me take a good look at you. Am I the real Santa Claus, everyone? Am I the real Santa Claus? Kid, you say he's the real Santa Claus or not? He's not the Santa Claus. If he's not the real Santa Claus, give me a hell no. Not looking good for uh, Chris Kringle there. Santa, straight from the bottom of Stone Cold's heart, I got a little Christmas present for you myself. Oh! 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 Stone Cold! That's Santa Claus! He cracked Christmas 
Marcus Planner. Tell you what, Kevin. And a bonus segment for you BTB fans. I wanted your memories. I wanted your input on what your favorite Christmas moments were. Jeff from Oakland, California asked us if Santa ever competed in a really uh, in a real competitive match and did he really win the match or has a Santa ever won a professional wrestling matchup as a competitor? Good question, Jeff. So, you know, the majority of the times that Santa has appeared he really has been revealed to be a member of the roster of the promotion in which he was appearing, not really a regular guy. We did see Santa participate in competitive matches, not just beatdowns like we mentioned with Austin. Uh, in 2004, uh, during an, uh, the pay-per-view Armageddon, Kurt Angle made an unidentified Santa tap out with the ankle lock in 27 seconds. And you can call it a match. But... You could say when an identified Santa or an unidentified Santa has won an encounter or a match. Uh, After doing some research, I found that in 1994 in Tokyo, Japan, uh, for Tenru's promotion war, the match involved not just one Santa, but rather two of them. They were a tag team of uh, Masayo Orihara and uh, Harai. The Bukazu Harai, to be exact. And they were defeated by the team of Santa Claus number one and Santa Claus number two, with Harai eating the pinfall. So that's really the only instance you could see Santa's winning a you know competitive matchup. I mean, you, you can consider Santa Claus winning matches, but he was Santa Claus, not Santa Claus, of course. Kyle from Winnipeg actually comments on the Christmas creature as one of his his underrated favorites or, you know, corny favorites of all time. Uh, as you may not know, the Christmas creature was a very short-lived character. It was really designed that way from the beginning. It And the Christmas creature, you may ask, who was it? Glenn Jacobs. You may know him as the fake Diesel, Isaac Gankum. Oh, yeah, also as the big red monster, Kane. Well, we got a special guest did make it here today. We had hoped, uh, you know, he's real busy this time of year. What was the, the presents and the traveling and all that sort of thing? But uh, hello, Santa. Hello, Santa. Glad to have you here today. My goodness gracious, I know we appreciate you taking time out this busy time of year and uh, to stop by uh, here today. Be uh, watching Bert Prentice and all those. But let's uh, you and I talk. Not worry about them. Yeah. I just took a little time out to come to USWA and wish everybody a very Merry Christmas. I just want all the children in Memphis to know that I've got my list and I'm checking it twice. And I'm going to find out who's been naughty at night. Mm-hmm. And in approximately one week, I will be back to Memphis to take care of my job. All right. Well, uh, let's uh, mention some names. Now, just leave what? us alone here. Wait a minute. Let's just mention some names. For instance, uh, how about Eddie Marl? Eddie Marl, he's definitely been good. There's no doubt about that. This man, I don't know. Why are we wasting time on this wrestling program with this town drunk? There's no, there's no reason. You know, there's just, he's not a wrestler. He don't need to be on the program. Leave him alone, for heaven's sake. Get him out of here. Talking to Santa Claus. No, we got things in the ring. We're going to take care of business today here on USWA Burt Prentice Pro Wrestling. You don't need to be out here, fat man. You're, just just get out of my interview time, I told you. Get out of here. 
I said get out of here. I mean get out of here. Kurt, leave him alone, for heaven's sakes. Prentice, you get it. A little help there. I'm just almost speechless here. What? Who would do that to Santa Claus? Santa? I think Santa's okay there, kids. Well, yeah, some, there are some bad people around, and Bert Prentice is one of them right there. He just proved it as if we didn't already know it. Thank goodness Jerry Lawler was uh, just around the corner. <laughs> Did you see that, Dave Brown? Christopher. Oh, Bert Prentice just beat up Santa Claus. <laughs> now, Have you enjoyed it, huh? Santa Claus just got his foot kicked. Did you see that? was not great that was ridiculous is what it was you might know those two would be celebrating right if you don't mind we've got a match and that is all i wanted for christmas right there to see santa claus get his butt kicked by burt prentice uh, maybe all you get for christmas with an attitude like that too let me tell you now let's get into the action here uh, this is the christmas creature he is huge Oh, my goodness. Going against Trey Keller. Yeah, he is not. But, boy, this Christopher and Prentice, you talk about getting on your nerves. Prentice, would you go over there, would you? Christmas creature picks up Trey Keller, drops down on him with a big elbow, and, uh, boy, this day hadn't started off yet the way we wanted it to. Had Santa out here, and has a lot of great things to say about people in the area here and promoting Eddie Marlin and the great things he's done for the kids this time of the year. And, Bert Prentice goes up and double-crosses Santa, boy. Yeah, I tell you, Prentice, real piece of work, let me tell you. Man, look at that Christmas creature. He gets the one, two, three. He just picked Trey Keller up by his throat and slammed him down in there. He's looked totally awesome in this battle. He took care of Trey Keller and got the one, two, three. He is huge, there's no doubt about it. Prentice was yelling during the movie. Yeah, tell Jerry Lawler about him. I, I guarantee you Jerry Lawler knows about him. This guy is huge. He comes in all decked out in red, white, and green with the tinsel wrapped around, including the mask. They call him the Christmas Preacher. King, I know you did see that, and uh, thanks coming out a little bit earlier with your help with Santa there. Well, you know, uh, I mean, hey, it's, it's the holiday season, and here you try to do something special, you know, for kids, and, and, and then a jerk like Burt Prentice comes out here, wants to spoil everything. I mean, you know, he's, he's a, he's a lowlife, he's a scum, he's what I've said about all of these, these managers, the, most of them, they, you know, they're a bunch of leeches who cannot do anything themselves, so they, they, they just leech onto somebody and, and use them as a meal ticket. And now this Burt Prentice has got, gone out and got this Christmas creature, and as you know, sure, he's tall, he's big, strong, impressive guy, and I, I think, though, that there's a little more to this than meets the eye. I think that Burt Prentice may have hooked up with somebody in the WWF, and they've possibly sent somebody down here with this outfit on to try to take this title away from him. You know, I got this belt back from Coco Ware. He was determined to take it back up to the WWF. Well, you see, it's still right here at home in the USWA where I plan to keep it. But now I think Burt Prentice has other ideas with this creature of his, but I got some ideas for him because you see, I'm gonna be in the ring with the creature. And yeah, he looks like he's probably maybe six foot eight, six foot nine, and it's gonna be no easy task to get that mask off, 
But I can assure you, that is my goal, not just to beat this jerk, Bert Prentice, but to take that mask off and see if he is exactly who I think he is, because I got a good idea who he is from the Jerry, WWF. Jerry, 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 wait a minute. You know, the Memphis Tory, uh, really the Memphis Territory in the early 90s was somewhat infamous upbringing, you know, really over-the-top monster-style heels to feud with their top baby faces. So he was just another name on the long list of, you could say, creatures that was coming in to torment the, really, the baby faces of the USWA, you know, Jerry Lawler's promotion. In total, the Christmas Creatures professional wrestling career lasted less than a month. However, you know, he was fairly high up on the card as he immediately feuded with the King and went up against him for the USWA heavyweight title in a main event matchup on a December 28th, 1992 card. So the Creatures mask was also on the line in the bout and Lawler was able to defeat him in order to retain the title and put the Christmas creature gimmick to bed forever. In the books, close it up, lock it up. Less than a year later, Glenn Jacobs would be back in the USWA wrestling under the name of Doomsday and later Unibomb. That's really when I heard of him. Frank from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, ECW territory, asked uh, for me to discuss and remember the wrestler named The Snowman. You know, there was not really a wrestler you may... I know you fans may be thinking, you know, full snowman outfit, right? There wasn't really anyone that dressed up as a snowman in the wrestling ring, but there was a wrestler named the snowman, not Al Snow. He primarily, he really, for the most part, competed primarily in the mid-80s in Bill Watts' Mid-South Territory. He was brought into the company to be a replacement for the Junkyard Dog as the company's top African-American babyface, but he never caught on with the fans as well as JYD did and quickly faded into really relative obscurity, coming back in 1990 to the USWA to feud with Jerry Lawler over the the heavyweight championship. Now, but of course, the snowman's gimmick was not that he was a snowman, but he was just a fellow, or you know, regular fella, as Seamus would say, who adopted the nickname. You know, there have been at least two instances I could think of off of the top of my head that which wrestling personalities have dressed as reindeer, you could say. The more recent of the two was Tony Atlas slapping on the antlers and Rudolph nose in 2008 edition of ECW on Sci-Fi, yes, which complemented the Santa suit that his protege, Mark Henry, was wearing. Yes, Mark Henry wore a Santa suit in 2008 and will be wearing a Santa suit, of course, on Monday Night Raw, as he did in 2013 as the good Santa. Going back 11 years from that point, another reindeer suit donner, you you know, get reindeer suit donner, get the pun, you see, we saw Sable on uh, the December 11th, 1997 edition on a WWF show from Lowell, Massachusetts. Mark Merrill was wearing, was wrestling, I should say, Scott Taylor, and Sable was wearing a reindeer suit. You could, you could say it was different. At the time, Mark was in storyline sick of being his, in her shadow and therefore preventing her from showing off what made her a big star. So as a result, he made her wear this baggy reindeer suit. Non-sexual at all. After the match, Marrow's then-rival Tom Brandy, who I know pretty well, uh, doing multiple shows with him, 
I'm not going to say what other gimmicks, but Tom Brandy attacked him, allowing Sable to strip down to her underthings under the bra and panty, so to speak, to the delight of the future WWE Universe. Mike from New York City, my home state, Oh, as I was born in Brooklyn. Mike states that his favorite Christmas moment in history took place on December 22nd in 2000 on an edition of Monday Night Raw. Kurt Angle was WWF champion and was joined by his Team Eck, that's E-C-K, Team Eck partners Edge and Christian. Get it, Edge, Christian, and Kurt. They were also joined as well by Stephanie McMahon. And they brought a season's greetings to the fans of the Federation. What would Christmas be without a little family bonding, right? Kurt quickly brought out all of his male siblings and one cousin, all dressed in identical tracksuits. Yes. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. Accompanied by ENC on kazoos, they caroled for the crowd until Chris Jericho interrupted and challenged Angle. Edge and Christian to a match, which wound up being a six-man tag, also involving the Dudley Boys. I remember that. The match would, would see Kurt's brother Eric take a bump through a table, courtesy of the Dudleys. We would see Eric in future matches involving Kurt. It made sense at the time, given that Eric was under a WF developmental contract and training at OVW, Ohio Valley Wrestling, though he never debuted as a regular member of the WWF roster. Multiple fans mentioned, of course, primetime wrestling, the Christmas specials with uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan, Gorilla Monsoon. Many of you mentioned the first ever Christmas in Baghdad episode uh, on the WWE television as being a very impactful, monumental moment as seeing the outdoor venue where the troops put together the ring, the superstars going overseas, which is a great, very heartwarming feel, and you can really appreciate what they what they do for the troops every year. You know, as now in the more modern-day era, they don't really go overseas to do shows live you know, for the troops stationed. Um I think possibly due to security reasons, as they do it more at now uh, naval bases or you know um, armed force bases uh, stateside. But many of you mentioned how big and how important that was to see them go live or uh, produce a show broadcast from you know Baghdad, Iraq, you know Afghanistan to see these troops smile and hearing the stories and missing their children really puts a tear to your eye and. I can definitely uh, agree with all of you for those comments. Who who could forget uh, the first time when we see Vince McMahon, the red, white, and blue ropes coming back for that special show. The mat looks a little dark, darker blue, more WCW-esque, you can say. Uh, just the whole feel is, is different. And every year now, which initially was Christmas in Baghdad, led to Tribute to the Troops, a great moment in, in wrestling history. I agree with you fans. Uh, many of you mentioned the stunner on Vince as being one of your favorite. Santa Claus, I've heard multiple times, of course. Guys, I'm not going to sugarcoat this. What's wrong, bro? Santa's down. Oh, oh no. Come on, man. Oh, Santa. 
And he don't look good right now. But guys, we we gotta pull together. We gotta get the the show must go on tonight, all right? Right. Santa, he would want it that way. Yeah, yes. all right, all right. Yes. All right. Yes. Oh, man. Oh, What are you doing, man? Hey, tranquilo. It's today's Christmas Eve and you ran over Santa. Hey, hey, hey. It was just an accident. I didn't know Santa was going to be there, okay? But everybody knows where I drive my cars, so technically, it was not my fault. What is that? St. Nicholas is a saint. Before Santa lost consciousness, his last words were, Alberto Del Rio is going to be in a fight tonight. Okay. A miracle on 34th Street fight. Versus John Cena. Do it for Santa. Do it for Santa, man. Santa. Do it for Santa. Do it for Santa. Do it for Santa. 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 WWE medical personnel continue to work on Santa. There is no official word as to Santa's injuries, but as soon as we get information, we'll be sure to let you know. Now back to ringside with Cole and King. Okay, not a lot to report at this hour. WWE medical personnel still tending to Santa. We do know that Alberto Del Rio's car did in fact do some damage, but as we learn more, we'll be sure to bring it to you. Right now, back to ringside. Our medical staff has just informed me that Santa has taken a turn for the worse. Mr. Claus is being prepped to be taken to a medical facility due to the injuries suffered at... mentioned your favorite moments wasn't necessarily on television but just like me opening presents up and seeing the latest action figures i remember getting the ljn figures the andre the giant hulk hogan those big rubbery figures that if you dropped it on your foot you could break a toe uh you know leading to the hasbro the ljn figures leading to the hasbro the small figures that now had really action movements to it because the original figures weren't action figures. They just were clumps of clay, so to speak, or rubber, leading to the movable figures, smaller but action-oriented, then to Jax and now to Mattel. Now I can, I've had this rejuvenation in action figures. Now with my two-year-old son, he likes professional wrestling. Whew, didn't push it on him. You may not believe me, but I didn't. He loves the WWE, loves John Cena, and I have this new appreciation for John Cena being a parent. But not just that, getting to witness him open up the action figures opens up 
my childhood, brings me back to my childhood. It's such a great feeling. And now I'm buying figures nonstop for him. I initially went to, went from just saying, I'll buy The Rock and John Cena, and that's it. You know, now I'm buying Del Rio, buying The Miz, you know, waiting for Dolph Ziggler to come in. I bought him the SmackDown ring, and it goes on and on, and now it's it's uh, a downward spiral, so to speak. But many of you mentioned opening up, open up your favorite WWE or WWF, you know, even the WSW figures. Um on the uh, Christmas Day or, or Hanukkah or whatever you celebrate. But that, that was a, one of your memorable moments, and I can definitely relate to that. So I wish they had back then what they have out now with the Titantrons, the realistic-looking rings, the elite-scale rings. If it were socially acceptable, or maybe I'll do it now once I'm out of the studio, go back home and play with figures in a closed door. Now you probably think I'm crazy. You'll let uh, call JJ and have me boot it from the network. But... Um, I wish they had this stuff back when I when I was, uh, you could say, running my own show, which was the AWA, the Awesome Wrestling Association. Uh, I will dedicate a show to that. I don't, maybe next year, we'll see, to give you guys a little input on what I created. In the mind of a 10-year-old, yes, Bulk Bogan and Flex Fluger. Yes, those were my two stars' names. Yes. You can laugh now. It's fine. Maybe we'll dedicate a show to my inner workings of my own booking as a 10-year-old with his action figures. But I could definitely relate to those moments. Thank you for sending in all of your comments and memories as we share them on the special edition of Beyond the Bell. And I look forward to sharing more memories with you in 2014. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Are you a fan of the SNS Radio Network? Want to keep up with what's going on? With all the personalities and radio shows on the SNS Network, well, let me tell you how. You can check out the Facebook group over at www.facebook.com slash groups slash SNS Radio Network. On Twitter, follow us at SNS Radio Network. You can follow me, Mr. Money on the Mic, Jeff Jackson, at SNS underscore JJSexA1. These are just a few ways to keep up with all the happenings going on on the SNS Radio Network. Hey there, listeners of the SNS Radio Network. Mindwipe here from the Elite Force Podcast, reminding you that when there is no live show or podcast airing, there is our wonderful little jukebox feature we have on the SNS Live page. Simply go to the website, pick a track you want to listen to, and then wait for it to come up. It's just like being in a bar and having a jukebox, except you don't have to pay for it. Additionally, don't forget, you can tune in to all the great shows on the SNS Radio Network Live, including all the live shows and podcasts, via TuneIn, The World's Radio, and Stitcher Smart Radio. Just go to either of those, download them to your mobile app or tablet, and search for SNS. There you go, folks. How much simpler could it be? A jukebox, live shows, podcasts, mobile, access, everything you could ever want. Right here on the SNS Radio Network. This year, we're giving the perfect gift. One that truly keeps on giving. It's one size fits all and never goes out of style. It's heartfelt, contagious, universal. It can raise our spirits. Express our joy. Unite the world. It's the most powerful gift in the world. It's a smile. And we've given it to you. 
so that you can share one with the people you love this holiday season. Happy Holidays from your friends at WWE. For those of you craving more nostalgia, download all of the archive shows at ringannouncing.com as well as snsradionetwork.com. Smartphone users, find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. Brand new shows are streamed live every Saturday night and archived the following Monday at snsradionetwork.com. Connect socially to Beyond the Bell on Twitter and Tout at Sean Beckerman. Become a fan of Beyond the Bell on our Facebook fan page. Email the show directly at Beckerman at ringannouncing.com. Oh, you didn't know? It's me, it's me, it's that D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James. And you're listening on the SNS Radio Network. And if you ain't down with that, I got two words for you. Suck it. Well, holiday fans, it's time to take it home as we wrap up the special edition of Beyond the Bell, an extended version of our SNS Christmas special segment. As we dug a little deeper, played extended clips, gave you some of your memories on air, your favorite moments in the wrestling Christmas history, so to speak. And uh, I'm sure we'll see many more memories to come. And I look forward to spending another Great year with you fans on Beyond the Bell. Expect next week to have a very special show for you fans as well as we wrap up 2013 and look ahead to 2014. Let's take it home with some old school music now. Let's do things a little differently since it's a holiday special. The WWE just released their season's greetings from its superstars and we'll take it home with some holiday cheer from our current WWE roster. So for all of us here at Beyond the Bell, we wish you a happy and healthy holiday. Merry Christmas, happy Hanukkah, uh, happy Kwanzaa. To all of you that celebrate during the holidays, we wish you nothing but the best. So until next week, fans, when we rewind and relive all things retro in wrestling, this is your holiday ring announcer, Sean Beckerman, signing off. Stay old school, my friends. in this whole world. I know that is not true. Excuse me, don't you start a fight. Can you dig it? You sing too. The holidays are truly a time to be thankful for what we have. And in the spirit of giving, we've made a donation on your behalf to the Save the Children Fund. From our WWE family to yours, happy holidays. Happy holidays.